My name is Father Patrick J. Conroy. Well, right now, uh, I'm assigned as um, the 60th chaplain of the United States House of Representatives. First, I was assigned by my Jesuit provincial uh, to apply. And so after I applied and was chosen, I, so I had the religious thing behind me, but um, I was chosen by John Boehner as the Speaker of the House and uh, in cooperation with Nancy Pelosi as the minority leader because the chaplain's position is a nonpartisan or bipartisan position. Uh, so they're the ones who hired me and uh, I was first sworn in on May 25th, 2011 by the Speaker of the House on the floor of the House. The Catholic Church does not have a teaching on sinfulness about who a person is. It is not a sin to be gay or lesbian or to be straight. Uh, it's not a sin to be um, any race or any tribe. It is a sin to behave or to engage in action that is considered sinful. And the Catholic Church's teaching on sexuality is that any sexual um, activity and certainly any what would be considered sexual intercourse between uh, human beings is always sinful if not within the context of marriage. So. This is an easy issue to talk about with high school students or with most college students. It's not, it is sinful for gay people to engage in sex. Well, guess what? It's sinful for heterosexuals to engage in sex too in this crowd if you're talking with high school or co most college students. And so it's, that's not a different message. The problem, and this is the problem, of course, that's facing the world is facing most states, it's facing the American people, and you know, I think facing the Catholic Church is what then does that, what hope does that ever give for a gay or lesbian person who desires, just as a heterosexual person desires, to commit their life to someone uh, in whom, as Catholics, uh, they have found, if you will, the presence of the love of Christ, the presence of the meaning of their life in that person, and where to go with that is the dead end. And, and I think that, that uh, it calls for a theology in our church that, um, that I don't think we have. Now, we have a theology on all this stuff, and the answer is gays can never never engage in this and can never be married. But that's a theology that goes back centuries, and it goes back centuries before there was any understanding of human psychology, human individuality, human sexuality, and all, all those kinds of understandings of the human psychosis and the human person that weren't as complete prior to these kinds of advances in understanding. Human beings procreate male, female, 
But human sexuality isn't just about that. It's about so much more, which is self-evident. I think Pope Francis has given the church, has given us all permission to take, to take these questions seriously and not just answer them out of a categorical you know, system that worked for centuries because we didn't have these kinds of complications to deal with. Because we either weren't acknowledging them or, or they, we weren't aware of them even. And so I think it's an exciting time to be a catch. It's not scary. I think the Holy Spirit, you know, is impelling us to ask and seek pastoral, you know, life-giving answers to these kinds of questions. When I see a Catholic clergy you know, disrespectful of gays and lesbians, or in some way uh, not being sensitive. Um, I just remember my own failures. Uh, maybe not so much with gays and lesbians, because, you know, they came into my life for the most part in the 90s and I was ordained in the early 80s. So I'd been around the block a few times and on other issues, I'd been, you know, uh, close-minded or too strict or, or, or addressed a pastoral situation with a law and order mentality. So I, you know, and I did and, and I'm embarrassed by that myself. So. When I see uh, others, and especially younger priests, making those kinds of what I would call pastoral mistakes or pastoral failures, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little more patient and, and you know, um, but it, 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 it is bothersome that that the church, well, it's always bothersome to me that the church suffers from the same weaknesses as everybody else, which actually is comforting because we are the church. I'm, I'm the church. Uh, so in, in some senses, but um, people expect us to do better and it's always disappointing when the church doesn't. And so when there's a priest who doesn't, you know, perform well pastorally or, you know, it, it, it's disappointing. I'd say disappointing. I, I don't get that angry anymore and I don't get that impatient, like I say, because um, I, I, I've made those mistakes. Could the church not think of itself instead of a, a place of um, position and ownership. What if, what if we imagined ourselves as a field hospital? If you spend your time with the poor, your life is going to be messy. If you spend your life with little children, your life is going to be messy. It's not going to be nice and neat. And one of the things that gays and lesbians are, are bringing to our church is messiness. And what I mean is this, nothing derogatory. It's like our answers don't, don't work anymore. That, that messes us up. 
we've got to come up with different answers or, or new answers. Or we've, we've got to start dealing not like we have all the answers, but we need to find the answers. We need to know how can, how can in the end, how can gays and lesbians really, really feel welcome in the Catholic Church? Why don't we just ask, what's right here? Right? Let's, how about going at it that way? What, how might God be present in the homosexual experience? How might God be present in homosexual relationship? How might the world be gifted by God or gifted by the Holy Spirit with the presence of gays and lesbians in our midst? What the heck are we doing with Catholic families throwing their children out because they are gay or lesbian? This is unacceptable and this is something that our church, I do believe, needs to address period, but certainly because of the great pastoral evil this is for those children, rejected children, just because of who they are. And our church needs, our church needs to come up with a way of addressing that so that it is absolutely clear that being gay or lesbian is no different in the eyes of God to being heterosexual insofar as it is being a member of our church. I think it's just great that as a church for the first time, we're being encouraged to just look, pick up a different glass to look through. Instead of what's wrong with this picture, what's great about this picture? This is about how people draw closer to God. That's the question we need to be asking about what is it about the lives of gays and lesbians who are Catholics in their same pursuit of the presence of Christ in their lives that makes their desire to have the church recognize that. When we say we welcome gays and lesbians, how can we behave in such a way that gays and lesbians feel more welcomed? I mean, that's the issue. We can say anything we want, but if our behavior or our actions don't leave anybody feeling welcome, we got to pay attention to that. We, we, we do have that crisis. There are a lot of people that don't feel they're fully accepted. 